This week, we chat about me going to Vegas and BMI scouting. Also, there's a new pregnant man emoji. We're going to see who it really resembles and chat about being forced to endorse obese people as being labeled healthy and attractive. Let's get into it. Vegas, baby. Uh, three weeks. You going to Vegas? Mm-hmm. Ah, where are you staying? Cosmopolitan. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. Yeah. I saw it in the skyline because it has those eyes yep. that blink at you, mm-hmm. like supermodel eyes at the top of the building. Yep. The, the money spent on signage in Vegas alone, oh my God. Couldn't even, it's crazy. Can't even do that math. Can't do it. Um, so yeah, so I was I was there and I was like Steve Irwin. It's like, there, there's a w- American whale in its natural habitat. <laughs> it's crawling ashore. <laughs> People watching is it's so fun unparalleled because we were you know being northerners and being it's still freaking winter here. I mean, never did I think when I planned my trip months ago, you know, middle of April, that I'd be worried about a blizzard on the way home. Right. But on Sunday, we almost had to freaking divert because there was a blizzard in Fargo. Like, oh my god! So we went there basically for the weather, right? So consequently, where am I all day, every day, hanging outside the pool, just chilling, right? Right. Just, you know, and mentally taking notes. And I was, you know, doing the, I was doing the mental hash marks. And every time I saw somebody that was in shape, because I, I'd run out of mem- brain memory if I tried to count all the ones that were out of shape, you even, know, even in Vegas. Yeah. Well, it's just tourists, you know, yeah, fair, you know, I mean, you're not, uh, and plus we're not staying at the super, super ritzy place. We're at the park MGM, which is really nice, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a thousand dollars a night. Right. You know, so you're not seeing like supermodels hanging out. Right. You're just seeing regular old Joes. Right. Regular old Joe cubicles. So elaborate. But hang on, let's let's yeah. get, we're gonna get into that in a bit. That was just a little warm up. Um first I wanted to show you this uh thing that made me a laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Okay, so <laughs> Just, I see some funny shit in these Facebook groups for like home gyms and home work, working out groups and stuff. And this guy, obviously, there's a language barrier here, mm-hmm. but and just complete lack of understanding. But he says, bulking period is still on point. 10 pounds gained in two weeks, still going strong. Right? <laughs> Analysis? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> And look what he's eating. That has to be horse dick, right? Uh, it looks like kielbasa. Oh, okay. But but it's got foreskin. So does all sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just saw that and just was ch- I could not stop chuckling. It's, 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 he's got like eight pounds of bread, eight slices of bread stacked up. And he's going, I gained 10 pounds in two weeks. It's all water. <laughs> Yeah, that's not muscle, dude. And here, here's the first. The first comment is perfect. It says ten pounds in two weeks. That is too much, too fast. That weight will be water and unnecessary fat. You can maybe expect between 0.5 and one pound of that to be actual muscle. Probably even less, depending on how long you've been training, and then yeah, how hard he's working out. If he's working out, and how much of that's protein too? Is he working out? Right, exactly. So I just uh, that was just pure silliness. That straight up fruit juice. <laughs> yeah, got orange drink. Exactly. Yeah, so that made me chuckle lucka. It's just and there was a where did that one go? Oh, okay. 
So one more. That made me chuckle. Okay, I saw this uh, this meme here. It says, me at the grocery store reading ingredients. Not today, Monsanto. Why is that in our food? Trash. They want me to be infertile? Ew, that's straight diarrhea. <laughs> Why is sunflower oil in literally everything? No wonder everyone is sick. You find that's you at the grocery store now, like reading labels? You know, I find myself more and more not buying any buying shit with labels. Well, yeah, you're not even in those aisles. Yep. Yeah, this is step one. Right. Like when you kind of right, right, when right. your third eye, third diet eye awakens. Right. You 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 look at these packages, the things that you thought were healthy previously, like because that's what you were told. You know, whole grain bread and well, because it's got. It's got like, you know, forest floor droppings sticking right. out of it. So it's got to be healthy. It's got twigs in it. Is it truly whole grain? <laughs> it's got twigs in it. Right. Well, you, but for some reason you think that's better. And then you, so then you, once you get awakened, you start reading the labels and you're like, what is all this shit? And then, you know, you, they have like 17 ingredients of 17 letters each, you know, different chemical right. compounds. And you're like, what is and this? F- and, and full disclosure, bread for the most part, used to be good for you. Oh, really? Before they started fortifying it and not doing all the other well, bullshit that's they the, do? Well, that's the bullshit. They take all the good stuff out and then they put it back mm. with fake good shit. But before they used to, they had to, when they first made bread, which was back, what, 1920? Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus ate bread. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they had the wheat, bran, and the germ. Right. All good things for you. Mm-hmm. Then they said, well, shit, it's not lasting very long. <laughs> right. How can we get this to increase the shelf life? Right. We'll take all the good shit out of it. Yep. So then they turned it to freaking just a donut. Yeah. It's just empty calories. And then they but, said, how can we make it look well, like the good? How can we market good? this? Yeah. As, as more healthy. Let's fortify it. Yep. So now we, we cram some fake vitamins in it or synthetic or whatever yeah, exactly. however they fortified it and then they take it a step further and they go hmm how can we keep the shelf life and make it look like we didn't take the wheat germ and the bran out right throw some twigs in there food coloring and yep. fancy oh, yeah. label exactly and- yep it's all marketing but yeah as you know the the older i get and the the more i delve deep into all this shit the the simpler it becomes, right? Just eat the stuff in close to its natural form as mm-hmm. possible. It, if it had roots or parents. Yeah. If you could walk up to it and, you know, walk up to a cow and take a bite out of it, that, that's, that's the pinnacle, right? So try to, try so, to get as close to that as I'm you can. I'm not going to get too deep down <laughs> the philosophical rabbit hole or people are going to think that we're smoke, intelligent smoking weed before we came on. <laughs> well, wait, that was yesterday. Cause I'm going to get real deep. It was two days ago. But you just triggered my memory of approximately two days ago. And I was I went to Costco last, I don't remember what it was, Monday. And I got the rack of New York strips. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to eat mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. I'm going to cut them in half. And then I'm going to try them. And we got a new air fryer. Oh, yeah. So I tried them in the air fryer. Um, there's a, it's a big fancy one now, and it's got a broil setting. Mm. So I put it on that, um, made it to a nice medium slash rare, medium rare to rare. So 
a little probably less done than medium rare, but a little warmer than rare. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I don't know why I'm telling that part. Because it's not. I must know the exact temperature. It has nothing. 120 <laughs> degrees. It has nothing to do with the story. But I like to paint a little bit of a picture. Yes. But anyways, point of my story is what you just said. I'm making this steak and I'm getting it all charred. Mm -hmm. And like the New York strip, it's not a ribeye, so it's a New York strip. So it just has the fatter on the outside. Not as much fat. Yeah. yeah. Not so, as marbled. Right. So. But the fat is super charred, mm -hmm. and I used Montreal steak seasoning. Montreal, it's and it's got a fair amount of salt in it, so it makes it. It's so it's it's tastier. Good. It's tastier. Good. Yep. I think you know where I'm going. You're faking yourself out that you're actually not as hungry as you would have been had you not done that, and you're going to consume more. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, with all that Montreal steak seasoning and the char, that's not its natural state. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But I can pull an apple off a tree and just eat it. True. Well, and you could just eat the steak. But would it, would it taste as good? No, it wouldn't. And you know, and I think that's an argument for not recognizing your true hunger signals. Fair. You Absolutely. know, because like yep. uh, I think that's why people. I, I got into an argument with somebody in a one of the home gym groups. I forget which groups I'm arguing in. You know, so you never you never know where your audience is. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of speaking of, I'm, I don't see it because I. Have unfollowed everything from Valley News Live to the forum. Everything I don't follow. Oh, you missed some good ones. I don't follow anything. And but yeah, and so anyway, have, in fairness, I have to say this because it was you and it was funny <laughs> as fuck. But I'm sitting there in the kitchen making one of those steaks. Maybe I don't know. But I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear Mel on the couch looking at her phone. Jesus, Josh. And I look, I'm like, what now? And she goes. So she hasn't unfollowed she, everyone. She goes, he's gone completely off the rail. <laughs> he's yelling at this lady with cancer. What's, oh, no, that was the mask thing. Because yeah. the mask on the planes thing. Right. Yeah, because the Valley News Live said, you know, uh, there's a mix of elation and fear now that the mask, mask went away on planes. Yep. And, you know, I've just, I've hated the mask since day one. Sure. And my argument to her was, okay, you're immunocompromised. What did you do in 2019 and previous, right? I mean, it yeah. sucks for you. Right. But you can't, you didn't expect America to wear every, every healthy American who's not contagious and not currently carrying any viral load to wear a mask then. So why now? But Especially when you have all the treatments and everything else available to you. So your yeah. roll of the dice yeah. sucks. Right. You know, yeah. that your, your hand sucks. You I can't bad, help you. You got a bad hand. Yeah. So I was just saying, you know, why you can't expect everyone to, you know. But people are starting to show Especially that. when the cloth masks don't do shit anyways. If it was a properly fitted N95 and a face shield and, you know, five layers or whatever, fine. Uh, that You could maybe make the case that you're actually, actually doing something. But I'm not going to do it just for your, to make you feel better when it actually does nothing. I want my mitigations to have results. So, yeah, sometimes you run the risk of seeming like you don't give a shit, but that's not the case. I want to do stuff for her that actually works. Right. And if I was her, you know, brother or husband or whatever, I wouldn't, I just would be empathetic, but wouldn't know what to tell her. I don't have any good advice. If you're immunocompromised for real, like if you right. have HIV or cancer, I mean, that just sucks. Right. And it could be the flu. It could be anything that can, yeah. could get you. Fair. So what... I would probably say don't travel 
<laughs> step one. And if you do, right. you you know protect yourself as best you can. Right. So right. yeah, that was that was me. So but I don't think it doesn't sound as out the rails as now that I explained it, does it? Because all I was doing was replying to her. I didn't attack her. She put it out there like, "Oh, great, we're left to fend for ourselves again." That that argument. Oh yeah, I did. no, 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 no. She correct. No, you said something to the effect of. I don't ask you to take aspirin when I have a headache. Oh, that was a different guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I agreed with that. I mean, I like that approach. But so, anyways, but it's dumb. <laughs> Headaches aren't. Contagious. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, right. That was. I that that doesn't apply exactly, but but my thing is, if you didn't ask people to wear masks in 2019, then you can't now. You know what's funny, right? And and, and all that aside, what's what's aw- what's not awesome? It's it's unfortunate. And then we can drop this and move on. Is all the people are showing their true colors? It should be just their choice. You should just have the choice. Even <laughs> Biden came on TV and goes, what do you think, Mr. Let President? Let them decide. It's up to it's them. It's up to them. <laughs> what? Yeah, even he said it's up to them. But guess what? Now you say that? But guess what? Your side is showing their true colors. It's not. They're fucking belittling and ridiculing people for still choosing to wear them. You know what? I, I, I'm careful about that because that is my instinct, is I want to dunk on people and go, you idiot. Right. Like, well, that's speaking of Vegas, right? I mean, it's weird. Like, we're kind of in a bubble up here. You know, because we've been pat moved on past this shit like yeah, way long time ago. Yep. In Vegas, I'd say thirty percent of everyone was still wearing masks inside, well, and the, outside. In, in Minneapolis too. Didn't matter. I'm like, what? Yep. And I, so, so, I mean, I almost had to go to the optometrist because my eyes were aching from rolling so hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're outside, dude. But it's what, as, what are you doing? But it's as it's as petty as saying, why the fuck are all these people wearing blue shirts? Right. Well, right. I, ultimately, I don't care. Right. But, you know, I can't, I, that is petty of me. I can't help but, but judge them as why. Like, what's, what are you trying to accomplish outside walking around, you know, in, in fresh air, it's beautiful sunlight? You're going to have a freaking masked hand line. You know, what, what is that? Why do you wear a seatbelt? Well, yeah, because it's effective, but a mask outside is not effective. Or necessary. Or necessary. So, you know. Wearing a seatbelt is effective. If you drove by somebody and, and you saw they had three seatbelts on, and one of the helmets that Jeff Gordon wears, and a neck brace in a Toyota Corolla, what would you do? Would you roll your eyes? I'd just be like, <laughs> that person has lots to live for. Or, well, they're unnecessarily scared. Well, yeah, but. And it's silly. No, because they could still get in a car accident. Sure, but and that stuff would help. Bullshit, though. You, you'd roll help. your eyes. You, oh, I would. You'd I'd, be sitting behind me in the optometrist chair. <laughs> the better analogy is when people are wearing a seatbelt. With the mask outside, the better analogy is wearing a seatbelt when you're not driving. <laughs> right. Like the the Babylon Bee had that. They did. For people that wear masks in their car alone, introduce new seatbelt, portable seatbelt for walking or something like that. <laughs> I, I used to get really mad when I'd see people by themselves in a car wearing a mask until I realized that they're fucking probably Uber drivers. Or your policy. Or, well, yeah. Or you were doing it to yourself too, and you just forgot to take it off. You know? That never happened. <laughs> I never, ever, 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 ever once complained about wearing a mask because oh. I was in the military and I actually had to do hard, real hard stuff. That's all I did. And I got a sore throat from complaining about it. I thought I had COVID. That's because of. It's because we're soft. We're wimps. A little piece of cloth and you cry like a little girl. No, it's not that. 
Yeah, it is. It's not that's the exactly actual. It. No, no. It's, it's either it's, it's either it's uncomfortable and scratchy, or it makes you look stupid. It's that's the only reason no, you. It's being want to told do it. to do it. Nah. When I don't think it's when it's not. Effective. You don't think that's childish? When it's not effective, I'm not doing it because I'm being told. I'm going to do. I'm going to do mitigations that are effective, and I need to see the data that it is. Uh, otherwise, no. But you, you look you for confirmation bias, and you ignore the data. Right, and I'm willing to take the risk as an American that I can do what I want. I didn't join the military for the same reasons. Guess what? My hair is down to my ass. Right. I didn't want the haircut either. Right. Was I scared of the scissors? No. No. I don't want to. I didn't want to have a crew cut. Because people. I wanted to look like Sebastian Bach, goddammit. You wanted to look like Bach because people <laughs> told you to get your haircut. Right. I mean, that's that's some of it. You know, is I For don't want to sure. be. I have an anti-authoritarian streak. I don't want to be told what to do. I would suck in the military. I can respect that. I would be horrible. When it's when it's the, I'm, I'm just a, you know, traditional just anarchist and, and don't you can't tell me what to do i can i can get behind it's, that. yeah it's totally how i'm wired like i can get behind that. i'm almost you're kind of a contrarian too because i don't know how you survived in the military you, you must really had to suppress that urge a lot because if people are telling you stupid shit you must have been like grumbling under your breath like this is stupid yeah we all, <laughs> all kind of did because i mean you know yeah you know there's tons of that my dad i mean his vietnam vet right yeah oh he told me some stupid crap that they would do just to just to be busy. just to increase compliance yep. and just to test your compliance. One time they, they said they were like 10 miles out, you know, and they go run back to my desk. We'll see if a pen's on, on my desk. So he runs like 10 miles back, comes back with the pen and goes, I just told you to fucking see if it was there, not bring it. And all they're doing is just, you know, making sure you like are hundred percent compliant. And next time he's going to go, do you want me to bring it? Do you want me to bring it or yeah. not? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I get it because they want you to go. But if he wouldn't have run out it, of that trench and yeah. run towards that guy, and you don't want him to go, why? why? Yeah, don't ask. Uh, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Right. I'll probably, I could get hurt. Right. Are you, are you aware of that? <laughs> right. <laughs> this sounds dangerous. Right. They just want you to go, yes, sir. And then boom, yep. you're out there. So I understand why they do it. And I know enough about myself to know that. I would not thrive under those conditions, <laughs> you know. So good call. So don't join the military, haircut, right? Yeah, don't join the military. Um, anyways, let's move on to actual fitness and nutrition. Yes. Shit. Okay. Yeah, we just lost our four <laughs> listeners. Right. Okay. So, well, this is another kind of semi silly thing here, but um, you saw the Apple release their pregnant man emoji, right? And you know what bothered me more than this story <laughs> is. The this didn't bother me. I just thought this was silly. The people were so bothered by it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know that was going to happen. I just thought it was silly. Like whatever. It's full outrage culture. But what it made what made me laugh was that's not a pregnant dude. That's just a guy with a gut. Right. That's visceral fat. That's not a baby. So you know, really, that is actually needed because most dudes that are saying, "Hey, here's me. I'm skinny fat." You know, that's you. Yeah. That's you're not pregnant, you know, yeah. but you're that's a more accurate representation of your and avatar. And it's those people are the ones that are like, <laughs> "I could I was thinking about hiring you. I just got like this pesky last 5 pounds to lose." <laughs> right. Say, so, but here's what here's what it really looks like, okay? Well, here's what I thought of first when I saw it. Oh, yeah. Remember that that Schwarzenegger yeah. movie, Junior. Um, but then I thought this is really <laughs> You know when you when I when you first <laughs> said that Bill I thought Gates, you were going to have Gregor. Greg, Gregor, I wouldn't do that. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, Gregor should use that emoji now, except they need a bald one. Yep. Well, I'm sure they have it. God, he's so out of shape. He looks worse now. I saw this is like from a couple of years ago. 
I saw. You know what they call that? They proudly call that their veggie gut. Oh my god! For real? Yeah. Wow. But I saw a picture of him like from fairly recently, and he looks ten years older than this picture, which is scary because he's younger than me. I think he's younger than me. Which is or he might be the same age. But yeah, still. I think you're probably the same age, but he looks like he could be your dad. Right. You know, and ugh, it's not pretty. There's some some young kids at the gym, I call them kids, but they're probably early twenties. <laughs> and they asking how old I was, and they're like, they wanted to see my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they didn't believe you? No. All right. Um Okay, so just had to make fun of of the pregnant man thing with Gregor and Bill Gates for that. Now, I did see this article. And it's fun, it was- and, it's, and, and, and I'm okay with what you're doing. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Come on, this is stupid. But yep. the people who are like literally outraged, get a fucking life. <laughs> get a life. Seriously, who cares? You don't like the pregnant just, man emoji? Then don't just, use it. It's just silly. It is. It's silliness. It applies to like four people, but <laughs> you know, Apple wants to have their developers spend time developing that then whatever they probably did it as a joke son of a bitch i need to include include that stupid new york times screwed me here ah anyways okay there's a uh let me see if i can just find the article i ain't paying to read your news (laughs) my phone's blowing up yo okay Here's the article that I wanted to talk about. Time-restricted feeding, no better, or, or time-restricted eating, no better than counting calories study finds. Now, I had a couple of problems with this study. Basically, what they're trying to say is, you know, because we, a lot of times we did, our, I mean, I don't think you're doing it anymore, but you were doing your, like, 16-8. I am. I am now. Are you doing that again? Yeah. Okay. You know, for a lot of times I did OMADs, or I was, like, doing, like, a 24 you know, mm-hmm. like not eat for 20 hours, eat within a four hour window. Sometimes I eat two times a day. So it's, it's probably the same, like a 16, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'll explain the reasons why I think this is, this is kind of a bullshit way of looking at it. But basically the study ultimately found that uh, if people ate the same amount of calories per day, it didn't matter if they kept it to within a certain time period or not. Now, can you see the problem with that? I would say it depends. Well, my problem with it is the act of restricting the feeding keeps your calories low by default because you can't stuff as much in in the shorter shorter time. Of course. Right. But they're not making that. See, they're not. It's not apples to apples because if you're saying, okay, we're going to keep you on 1,800 calories and you group over group A over here, you only eat it between noon and six and group over here, you eat your 1,800 calories whenever you want, but don't exceed 18. My my theory is, or my hypothesis is, that if you left the eat whenever you want group to their own devices, they're not going to stick to the 1800 because of the nature of they can eat whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead to more calories per day. Whereas the time-restricted feeding, because it's a shorter window, you can't, it's harder to exceed that caloric limit because, you know, you can't eat as much steak in, in a short period as but, if you could eat it all day. Here's where the, stu- the, here's where the study falls short. The study <clears throat> should not be 1,800 calories, two separate groups. This group ate all day. This group ate within a six-hour window, whatever it is. It shouldn't be that. The, the study should be you get to eat 1,800 calories – and you people over here, you get to eat 1,800 calories. You get to start the minute you wake up, 
and stop the minute you go to bed, but you can't go over 1,800. I can only eat with a, within a four-hour window of, you know, one to four, right. one to five. And then at the end, not say who lost more weight, who was more comfortable. That's the argument. Right. Which one was easier to do? Right. I guarantee you the TRF group would say I was more comfortable. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think so. But I also think just the, the very act of having it, having your calories in a shorter time window makes it harder to exceed if you didn't put a caloric limit. Your stomach's only so big. Right. Right. So if you were just, so I think it's a lot easier for people to stay at that caloric limit. For sure. That's the, that's, that's the, the other point of it. That's the other. Uh, yeah. And besides the allowing your body to actually have time to do things other than, than digest. Right. You know. Actually, do autophagy and you know yeah, cell and, repair and, and all that kind of stuff. So I did twenty four hours the other day, last Thursday, and I got home and Mel said, oh, "I bet you're starving." I said, "I am, but I don't want to eat." She's like, "What? What?" Because like, you were at, achieve, you had achieved total spiritual creaminess. I was just like, I feel great. I mean, my mind you're was levitating. Like, oh, my mind was sharp <laughs> as fuck. I was like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to ruin this feeling. You're like, sign me up for Jeopardy, right? Right. I was like when George Costanza stops having sex and he's like doing yep. the Rubik's Cube and answering all the questions on Jeopardy. Exactly. Yeah. It, I I love that feeling. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, answering I don't get all that the at 24. Questions. I don't get that until like 36. You know, oh. that pure like buzzing feeling. For me, it was at 24, <clears throat> like right before I ate, which sucked because I didn't get it for very long. But, um, from like eight, nine, ten in the morning until two, three, it's fucking miserable. Really? I, oh, I'm just like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just really, really want to eat. But yeah. here's the thing it goes away. Yeah. By about two thirty, three o'clock, it goes away. And then I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah. Most people, don't recognize true hunger. Mm -mm. And that goes back to your, I'm seasoning this, we're trying the fat, right. you know, the hyper palatability of it. Yep. It's just like the, if I handed you a, a potato boiled, you know, so it was like edible, but nothing on it versus, you know, sliced up French fries in oil and salt. And, you know, what quantity could you possibly consume? You can't, it has to taste good to get it down. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you have to learn to recognize those true hunger signals now because, you know, I've noticed this too, and this is kind of a way that, you know, we've been crushing on Dr. Chafee, you know, the carnivore oh, Superman, you, you. me mostly, but, um, I, mean, I, listen, I forgot to even follow him. But I listen to a lot of his now. stuff, but one of the, one of the things he says is you learn to recognize true hunger based on taste. Cause when he is truly hungry, even though he, all he does is eat steak all the time, Right. He so, does too. Yeah. So Re he's revised. He's a okay. doctor. I mean, he's got lots of money. Um, right. But that first bite is like freaking amazing. And then halfway through, it's pretty good. And then three quarters of the way through, it's okay. Right. Where's the salt? Yeah. And then you, and then it's like, meh. And then he knows, okay, I'm, I just don't, I don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's just that natural stopping because you're satiated. What's his name? Dr. Anthony Chafee. C-H-A-F-F-E-E. Um, so that, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing because, you know, when you eat Cheetos, you, you're not going to stop. 
You're just gonna it's always good. Well, also to the point where you're like your belly's distended. You look like Gregor, you know, and and you're totally miserable, but it still tastes good. The next one still tastes good because it's like that's him. Yeah. Good for him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, we're gonna talk about that exact thing coming up. Okay. You know, um, but anyways, uh, he is truly hungry, and then he uses his hunger signals to know when he's satiated. Sure. When it doesn't taste good anymore. He stops. Right. But Cheetos, French fries, you don't stop. Keep going. No, because so, there's no protein. There's no pro. Yeah, exactly. The protein leverage Theory. hypothesis yeah. plus just hyperpalatability. All those things work against you when you're eating hyperpalatable foods. Mm-hmm. And you'll trick your body and you just keep stuffing it. And that's how you overconsume crap tons of calories. Right. Um, okay. So I wanted to show you. Don't, don't read this yet. Just, okay. just look at the picture, okay? Okay. Okay. I can't. Stupid ads. Okay. What do you think? How old is that guy? A carrot top? It's Danny Elfman, composer of the Simpsons theme. He was in Coachella, right? Shirtless. And people are kind of giving him shit for it. But due to 68. Come on. Wow. That's not bad, right? No. 68, dude. All tatted up. He's got some crazy red hair. Yeah, went. You know, he, he he doesn't play out very very often, but he did like a full Danny Elfman set at Coachella this weekend, and took What's a shirt Danny? off and What's was just Danny Elfman. Well, that's him. That's his name. He's a composer. He does all like the Tim Burton stuff. He composed the Simpsons oh. theme. He was in Oingo Boingo in the eighties. I don't know what that is either. It's a it's a band, okay. but a legendary composer. But he did like a rock set. Okay. at Coachella, went shirtless and he's kind of getting shit for it. But why? Dude's 68 and he <laughs> right. looks like that. Yeah. Bring it. Right. Right? So, you know, I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then he, sure. he actually had, there's an article about it. Yeah, I'm an old man. Fuck it. He says, right? He doesn't give a care. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. This guy doesn't have a care in the world. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it's pretty awesome. I say, I say good on him, you know? Did you get to the part where he's a vegan? <laughs> I didn't. I don't know what his diet is, actually. But, you know. I don't argue with results, right? If people, if right. Gregor looked like that, I'd say, hey, whatever he's doing is working. Right. But when Gregor is spouting a nutrition philosophy and he looks like Gregor, you go, I want to do the opposite of what that guy's doing. Yeah. It re- removes all credibility. Yeah. It's well, the so broke financial planner thing. So <laughs> what kind of diet are you thinking? Well, not the weeble wobble one. <laughs> I don't want to look like that. Right. You, know, you look at Sean Baker, you look at Anthony Chafee, you look at Danny Elfman, you go, okay, they're, they got to figure it out. They look mm-hmm. good. Right. You look at Gregory, you go, nope. Nope. Not that guy. No. Okay. So um, this brings me to, so we're kind of talking about, you know, um, BMI, body fat percentage, attractiveness, um, self-worth, you know, um, whether you're healthy or not. And we've talked about this a bunch, you know, but this all kind of can't converge because I was in Vegas. So I saw, you know, I did lots of scouting of people at the pool. So you could write off the trip. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I saw this Danny Elfman thing, talking about body image stuff again, the pregnant man stuff. What were you doing there? Oh, just hanging out. Just oh, vacation. Nice. Yeah. Yep. My wife just took my wife and my my mom and aunt watched the kids, so that was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Be kid-free for like four days. Just hung up by the pool, went and saw the scorpions. 
Yeah. Who were awesome, by the way. Really? And they're 72. No way. And they were in shape. I was and I was like, hmm, all right. Like yeah. Rudolph Shanker, you know, he's like freaking 70 something. Really? Lean. Wow. You know, Good for them. Running around on stage. Yep. Looking, Popped up on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to ask a lot of rock stars about their nutrition. No. You make it a, an answer you don't like. Right. Um, but then I came home and I popped on SNL rerun or, uh, you know, that had been recorded the night before. And I saw this. Now, we, we've mentioned her before. Yeah. This is the Lizzo. Amazing singer. Right. Yeah. Writes great songs. But she's got this thing where she's like. F it, I'm yeah, I'm I'm big, I'm fat. Who gives a shit? Look and, at and he purposely and if, hires. And if you're not, you can't be in my group. Well, yeah, I mean, look, she purposely hires. How many, you know, girls that go off for dance and want to become professional dancers are that BMI, right? Not many. So she had to probably scour the earth to find dancers that actually met this criteria. Yep, they're all extremely obese. Right. Um, <clears throat> So it's not that place we can kind of see them. But I was just like, you know, I was looking, I was watching it and going, okay, she sounds awesome. Great songs, great performer. But, you know, she's, she's kind of known as the, you know, F it, I'm healthy. You know, you don't like it, go to hell kind of, you know, attitude. Mm-hmm. And she's not healthy. None of these girls are healthy. They're ha- going to have short lifespans. And, you know, we're basically expected as the audience to just go, you know, good for you. That's awesome. Right? Well, no, the argument you get thrown back in your face is, well, my biomarker numbers are beautiful. They're perfect. My blood pressure is perfect. Everything's perfect. And it's like. <laughs> but your scale pressure isn't. <laughs> well, it, it's like coming back and say, it's like, I don't know, a good analogy would be every single day. I run blindfolded in traffic <laughs> right. and I haven't been hit by a car. I've never yet. been hit once. Yep. Never even hit, been hit once. <laughs> that is a good analogy. You're wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, you think I'm going to get hit by a car? Why haven't I? <laughs> that would have happened. Yeah. Why has my running blindfolded through traffic been flawless? <laughs> yeah, keep doing it. That's actually a good analogy. Good luck. Right. Yeah. It's just, but there's, you know, and we we did a whole episode on this like a year ago, but there's this whole thing where if if you don't, not only because I mean as a libertarian I go whatever uh, I don't uh, care yeah. you know, but if I was like somebody who was concerned with making health policy or you know somebody asked me a, my opinion, I would say that is not healthy and she should be afraid and be doing everything she can to get down to a proper BMI and get lots of protein, maintain any lean muscle she can. But you know, the counter argument is, well, maybe she is trying. And she's been famous for five years. Well, here, here's my arg- counter. To well, the she's counter. doing it wrong then. My counter to the <clears throat> counter is, no, that's not what she says. Right. She says, this is the way I am. I'm healthy. Yeah, she's almost like leaning into it. Right. Like, you know, it's kind of her brand. You know, which is, it's kind of like uh, Chris Farley or Belushi, you know, the. Uh, what's his name? Louis Anderson that just died. Yeah. If they weren't as tubby as they were, they wouldn't be as funny. Right. And there's some truth to that. Yep. You know, because Chris Farley is way funnier than David Spade. Right. And if Chris Farley was skinny like David Spade, would he be as hilarious? Because a lot of it is visual. Mm-hmm. Like when he did that um, skit with 
Patrick Swayze and they were right. auditioning for Chippendales. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is freaking hilarious because he's so huge. Right. You know, and it just makes it absurd. Well, it's almost, you almost wonder if it's, if it's not where Lizzo's going to do her thing and, and keep, you know, promoting her brand of who she is. And then all of a sudden one day when she's like, I'm done singing, and then she's going to be like an offensive lineman where now she's all like 125 and... <laughs> Like this, my playing like this, days are like this over. Is good so. for her career, right? right. <laughs> I need to be going keto, and she also right. she look like Jada Pinkett Smith <laughs> or something, right? You're like, who's that? Well, well look at Adele though. She's, Adele lost a ton of weight. Yeah, and she's a rocket, and she's yeah, more she, famous than ever. So yeah. she was really, really pretty before she lost all that weight. Yeah, and but now she's like, she's like supermodel. You'd, you'd like run into a pole if you saw her on the street. Run into my pole, and all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, the, but she got. So I don't think she needs to. She, she doesn't need to. She be got this. kicked out of their fat club, right? They, yeah, they, they, yeah. they ostracize her. They, yeah, they. But the problem is, she's damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Yeah, because if, if she stays like this, she's the poster child. Yeah, because people are going to be. Some people like us are going to be. Oh, it's not safe. You're not actually healthy. This is bad. It's a bad role model. I don't want my daughter seeing this and going. I want to be like her singing wise. Yes. Sure. You know, but do you want to wear that size? Hopefully not. I don't want you to as and your parent. Where, I don't want to allow that. And this is where me and, and Mel and Emmy and my daughter and my wife, we end up <clears throat> arguing about this. Are they on because, team Lizzo? Yeah. Because they think their, their rebuttal to me is always just leave her alone. She's happy. Just leave her alone. Right. I'm like, if that's it, I agree. Mm-hmm. Leave her alone. If if she's happy in her own skin, she thinks she's beautiful. She is. She's a pretty lady. Yeah. If if she's cool with it, then I'm cool with it. It's when she she, as you said, leans into it or doubles down on. Okay, not only am I happy, this is healthy. No, and it's uses like, her giant platform. It's like no, 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 no. You were okay saying I'm happy this way. Great, rock on, high five. Yep. But when you go, fuck. They're not giving me attention anymore. <laughs> now I got to double down. This is healthy too. Right. It, that'll get them going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're pissed off at her again. Yep. And she's like, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. There I am on the, in the headlines again. And she definitely uses it like a weapon. I mean, she purposely dresses super sluttily. You know, like there's a, a, tons of shots with her ass just fully out, you but, know, and she's just like, what, what, the, what? The feminist. You don't love that? Yeah, the feminist would say. Why can't she wear that? The skinny girls can. Why can't she? Right. She can. Mm-hmm. She, nobody's saying she can't. But but then if you don't say you love it, right? then you're an asshole. Yep. Yep. You're supposed to like, oh, I would hit that. Nope. And if you don't say that, then you're whatever the term, you're something-ist, whatever the, I, I, <laughs> whatever I, the term is. I'm, I'm well within my right to say i do not find that attractive <laughs> exactly but that's the problem is that you know that's barely allowed anymore um so i found this this kind of semi-related story so the problem is it's per it's pervasive now in society yeah um <clears throat> so i don't know if you heard about this gal uh-uh. so she's a professor and her name's cat pause whatever whatever that means um so mass massey university academic cat pause dies suddenly um She's an academic whose research in explored the impacts of fat stigma has died. A fat studies researcher. 
Okay. Work focused on the well-being of overweight people and the effects of spoiled identities on their health. Um, she died on Saturday. Um, they announced her death on Saturday. I know very few details except our darling friend died in her sleep last night. Um, so, you know, basically, she, she's a, a professor of fat studies. Do you think that she has motivation to become not not fat? I doubt it. I mean, because that would kind of be off-brand again, right? Yeah, I don't know. You can't be, like, super in shape and skinny and teach fat studies because nobody would believe you. So, and my thing is, well, that's well, exactly what I would expect to happen was her to die early. You know, I mean, that's like you said, running in traffic with a blindfold. That's what she was doing health wise. I mean, look at her. She's really overweight. Scroll down, scroll down. This is, I, I take, I, I, I don't like that. Everyone has anti-fat attitudes. We find them in kids as young as three. We're not born hating fat people. We're born. We're not born finding fat people disgusting or that fat people are lazy and lacking discipline or willpower, Pause said. You know what else we're not born? Fat. Right. And actually, I think that we are wired to find healthier, 100%. more fit people, more attractive. I take exception with that comment, too. Yeah. Because we are that's, wired that that's way. hardwired. It is. And everybody has their preferences, and there's a spectrum. Like, I like... I prefer somebody 30 over than 30 under. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, like, let's say the meat, the perfect weight is, you know, 120 for a lady. Yep. I'll take 150 over 90 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. If I have, if I had to choose, yeah. I'll always take thicker. But, but that's your personal that's preference. That's personal preference. But, you know, to look at this girl and to, to be forced to say, "Oh, I'd hit that." She's scored. Yeah, she. I'm a. Tr- I'm sexually attracted to her. Yeah, that has nothing to. And do you know with why you're not? Because your your lizard brain, way deep in he, there, knows that person is not healthy and d- therefore does not make a good long term mate and mother of your children to carry on the species. Because that evolutionarily, that's all we're concerned about. Yep. You know, that's all we're thinking about. So we look at them and go, nope, bad candidate. Why is it that women want six feet and broad shoulders? Hey. Sorry. Some of us had to grow their hair out and learn how to play guitar. (laughs) I just happened to be six feet, almost two, and have broad shoulders. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's no no question. (laughs) Even if we were built the same. Like if I I had a little more muscle on me than I do, and I was 5'8", like I am, and you were six. And we had like we were twins, except for that, right? You know, if you surveyed a thousand women, most would like you know seventy five percent of them would choose the six foot person mm-hmm. over the five foot eight. It's just you know I, I'm not mad at it. There's a and there's a meme about. I that just wish too. my mom wouldn't have smoked and drank tab the whole time she was bringing with me. <laughs> did, Could have been six inches did taller. Heroin. <laughs> the uh, the there's a thing. I saw a funny meme on Facebook that said this gal was like, "I only date guys that are tall." And then that's okay. But then the guy says, I only date women that are fit. Or, or that are like under 25 yeah, BMI or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? That's. Yep. You're an asshole then. Right. Right. Because I found this article where it, it talks about this. A scientific study, are fit people more attractive? Who funded this? Just give me that money and I'll tell you yes. <laughs> It'd be funny if they just scrolled down. It was just a giant yes, and that's yep. all it was, and no other text. Staying fit has a lot of health benefits, but did you know fit people are considered more attractive to 
Well, that's why. Why else do you think guys spend all this time doing it? Right. <laughs> and no, women too. There's no other reason. Women, I'm doing sorry, it for I'm me. Just speaking as a guy. Sure. There's no other reason guys would put this much time in if it didn't make them more attractive. <laughs> Even if it's to their spouse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which and usually it is is massively neglected. By the way. Right. Because a lot of times guys just give up or girls or whoever. Yeah. Once people get married, they go well, never have to try again. And that's why the dad bod is popular <laughs> right. because that guy fucking gave up. Yep. And I don't have to worry about it. Well, and the woman never has to worry that the guy's going to yeah. attract anyone else because they won't. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty funny. Okay, so e- even without scientific studies as proof, most of us are not surprised to learn women are attracted to fit men and men are attracted to fit women. But new research from the University of Zurich in Switzerland has confirmed it. They examined the relationship between facial attractiveness and athletic performance. The study participants rated 80 pro riders of the 2012 Tour de France. Results from 800 respondents rated the top 10% of the cyclists as better looking than the top bottom or than the bottom 10%. That's crazy. It is because they're all fit. Right. Because that's, that's a, that's a slight variation between fitness. Right. I thought they were going to say between overweight dudes and like, you know, Right, muscle, you know, bodybuilders or something, or crossfitters or whatever. But no, they went from Tour de France cyclists, which is already top one percent if you even made it to the Tour de France. But they're saying the top ten percent of those were more attractive than the bottom ten percent of that. That minute difference between those guys, which is probably seconds in ride time or whatever. That's crazy. I didn't even I didn't read this read ahead. And then so it goes on to surprising. say that the top performing quarterbacks ranked the highest. Wow. You ever hear Colin Cowherd's quarterback theory? Uh-oh. Why are, why are 98% of all NFL quarterbacks handsome? Because as kids, they were the popular kid, and mm-hmm. all the kids followed them, and they naturally became the leader. Right. And they all wanted to be like them. And they, what's the best position? Yep. I wonder. Like a coach. Let's say you're a coach, and you got Little Lee or whatever they call Junior football, whatever. Yeah, Pop Warner. Yeah. Let's, you know, you're a 30 year old coach and you got 12 year olds. Are you subconsciously picking the more attractive one to make quarterback? Maybe. You know what I mean? Just yeah, based on their attractiveness. Right. right. Hey, kid, you. You look like a quarterback. Rob Lowe looking motherfucker. <laughs> Can you throw? Tom Brady Jr. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's probably, there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. It lines up, you know, yeah. so you just naturally, they're pushed in that direction. The second heading there, confidence. That's a big piece of it too. Mm-hmm. Who thinks who's confident enough to think they could even be a quarterback? Right. Somebody that you know has a lot of innate confidence, and who has confidence? People that are, uh, you know, naturally good looking and yep. receive a positive response from people right. because we know that's one hundred percent true. Yep. You know, you're always gonna. I mean, if you're a pretty girl, I mean, you never have to open a door, or you know, guys are just kissing your ass nonstop all day. You know what else you never get if you're a pretty girl? Road raged. Every time someone cuts me off and I'm pissed off and I swerve around it and I see if and if it's a, a hot girl, I'm like, sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry for being I'm sorry for being angry. That's totally my fault. Yeah, I can't get mad. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. I didn't realize it was that extreme of a difference that even between one percent athletes already right, there's striations the, even fit, even within that the community. Fit within the fit. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah, and top performer quarterbacks rank the highest. That is nutty. Okay, confidence. Many men uh, admit heading to the gym to improve their attractiveness to the opposite sex, and these studies seem to confirm it's a good move. Part of that attractiveness is rooted in the confidence they exude when naked in front of women and the respect they receive from other men. 
A strong muscled body is an indicator of the pride one takes in their body. It's a sign of discipline, hygiene, or work ethic, which make up the overall character perceived by others. And you can't buy it, steal it. Right. You can't fake that. No. And that also goes back to the attractiveness. Right. Is the, are fitter people more attractive? Well, obviously the whole intent is to become more mateable. Desirable, yep. Is that a word? Yep. Mateable? Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I did. Doesn't make you smarter. It was pretty good. Ladies. Doesn't right. make you smarter. Yeah. Just, yep. <laughs> just more attractive. And then you talk. <laughs> and they go, oh, bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Liberty bibbity. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. That was funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, and then here's my my other the other or well, the other point they make too is that it's it's you know as a I mean we're talking just men women here you know mm-hmm. I mean leave whatever else perimeter stuff alone but just because that's what we know but men typically want feminine women women want masculine men right that's what the lizard brain says obviously there's all kinds of variations of that now but the lizard brain can't be denied. So if there's 10 guys in front of a woman and one, you know, whichever one has like the higher perceived masculine amount of masculinity, as much as they might protest that they don't want that. Like if you ask them on paper, they, the lizard brain says, give me that one. They want masculine men. I'm going to go as far as to say, (laughs) I'm glad nobody listens to our podcast. (laughs) Because this one's going to get me just... Is where you say, Mel, turn it off? No, this <laughs> this one's going to get me crucified. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they'll agree. I'm going to say it anyways. If I were with... If I spent... If I was single and I spent a tremendous amount of time with another... With a female and... We checked all the boxes, interest, humor, everything. And it's just, we got along. We are like just the best of friends. And we just, we finished each other's sentences and everything was just Hitting perfect. it off. Just perfect. Yep. Hitting it off, lining perfect. And, and even if her face. Like was, on Tinder or something, like if you haven't met yet. And, yeah. Like and, on and, Tinder and, and you're chatting was, and everything. Her face was catfished. And then right. I ended up meeting her in person. Not even on Tinder. Like she had a photographer stand on a ladder and take the right, take the, yep. the shot. <laughs> but even if we worked together, right? If she, if she was obese, it would never be more than platonic. Right. You just couldn't get there. Nope. I, no matter I, how I good of a person, I can't they make are, that leap. No matter how good of a person they are, just there wouldn't be a right. physical attraction. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. And I'm not sorry, not sorry. And that's binary, or you're saying a binary. You're like, okay, they I can never they never get that threshold. But this also exists in a spectrum too. So like, if oh, without a if doubt, if there's a hundred dudes in front of a woman, you know, th- they're going to pick the more masculine end for sure. You know, so that's that's really where it's at, and it's based on whatever available their available pool is right. They're going to pick, they're going to typically be more attracted to the more masculine options. And, and you know what? And, and that coworker of mine or Tinder date or whatever, you know what? I could, 
end up loving that person, mm-hmm. but it would still be platonic love. Right. It wouldn't be sexual. Yeah. No, I totally get it. <clears throat> but I, you can't fight that lizard brain. I'm the asshole. <laughs> but you're the asshole. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're right. Okay, so it says muscle mass is associated with strength and considered a strong oh, indicator oh, 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 of masculinity. Why do women have sex? Because they feel it in emotional connection. Good thing you answered that. Right. And that's, that's fact. <laughs> Ask women what makes, what gets them randy, what gets them going. <laughs> it's when you got, when, when the, the couple connects right. on a connection, they have a, an, an emotional connection, that emotional level. Um, we don't. Right. We don't. So women are confused by, no, what you, you can have, you can, you can still fall in love and be extremely sexually attracted to your mate, your partner, even if they're obese or not fit. Right. Because you love them so deeply. Because and they it prioritize tr- other things. Yes. And the yeah. emotion takes over. It, it doesn't do that for dudes. Right. It just doesn't. And I'm sorry, I didn't make the rules. And I would argue that actually... That doesn't happen as much as you think. Like if they're, it's a, maybe a, more of a sense of obligation. If like the dude totally lets himself go and turns into full dad bod, turns into Chris Farley, you know, but, and he, but, he was in good shape when they met. But guess and, what? But guess what? Women don't care. They love him. And, and the women are just beautiful. Yeah, but they, they can't fight the lizard brain either though. But they're beautiful beings. The women don't care. They're so much better than us that they don't care. They love them and they're going to be loyal to the day they die. I think you're giving them too much credit though as far as actually their attractiveness level. Sure. I'm just saying that they're not going to. They can maybe overlook it. But they're not going to trade up. Right. Is what I'm saying. But they might want to say, hey, can you can we put uh, Magic Mike on in the background? Right. Well, <laughs> Fair. You know, for something to look at, for some inspiration. That could be. You know? but Because bottom line is they're still sub- subject to this lizard brain cause, as well. Because here, what I was trying to get at, and it's actually Mel, my wife, that told me this. It's as far as sexual relationships and, and sexual mental health, I guess. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is women seek compassion and connection and love and it turns into sex mm. men seek sex and it turns into compassion and love and loyalty and hopefully you can meet in the middle right <laughs> well like here, here it says okay when men lift weights the width of their shoulders widens because working out increases the muscle in the deltoid and upper back regions exercise the focus on the body's core reduces circumference of their waists and hips Decrease along with their body fat percentage, affecting the shoulder-to-hip ratio. Men with a high shoulder-to-hip ratio reported having more sex and sex in an earlier age. The STH ratio. Ooh, I like that. The STH ratio is visible even when men are clothed. Now remember, For I, sure. I think I told this story one Speaking time. Speaking of, I'm going to show you this, but you can't. I'm not gonna, we're not going to put it on the air yet. <laughs> okay. I'm getting there. Yep. You got that PETA? You got that PETA? <laughs> Facebook profile pic ready. <laughs> I'll tell a story one time when I was, a, I was working a IT job, right? Mm-hmm. And this dude came in to give a talk, and he was like six three. Oh obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously You've an told athlete. That story. Yeah, yep. it was crazy. The all the women in the office were fawning over this guy. Yeah, and they were like tee, They were literally like teeing. Mm-hmm. And like whispering to each other and stuff. And this guy was a completely humble, calm dude. You know. Wasn't like all 
cock of the walk or anything. Just yeah, but just the very nature he's of his like, physical presence, like, like uh, Idris Elba on the office. I'm aware of the effect I have on women. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly just like that. Chill about it. Didn't make a big deal. It was undeniable because he was like you know a head taller than everybody. Yep. And broad shouldered and good looking dude, you know. Yep. And it was just they were just like <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Totally, just it was. It was like wow. I was like a scientist, like going, "Bro, look at him, the you know, the the teeing over there." Mm-hmm. Like Steve Irwin again. Yeah, you know, make my you're observations. Like, you're like I need Gene Simmons' shoes, <laughs> right? Give me some of the disco boots with goldfish in them, right? <laughs> Whatever it takes. Something to be taller. Now, you know, you just gotta you gotta roll with the hand you're dealt, right? right. There's, there's always somebody an, an notch better, right? Wow. Yeah, it's be yeah. you. Do the best you can with what you got. Yep. Like I remember when Paul Schaefer on, you know, I mean, he's just a little shrimp of a guy, right? Mm-hmm. And balding and stuff. And all of a sudden one day he showed up at, at the late show, shaved head. And then Dave was like giving him crap. And he's like, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You just yeah. got to, you got to do what you can, right? Yeah. It's, well, he's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, all this, all this to say like you said, you know, when you look at pictures of people that are obese and just not healthy, mm-hmm. sorry, but it's, you know, like you said, you can't make that leap to saying that they're sexually attractive. Right. Believe me, they have no shortage of guys that are willing to have sex with them. For sure. I mean, they're rich, famous, you know, good singers, all that, all the other stuff. It's not like they're going to have... Well people that don't want to have sex with them. So she can sit there and go, look, I got guys lined up, you know? Even if she wasn't famous, she'd still have guys lined up because, <laughs> yeah, because we're true. guys. That's true. Right. But not you though. So, you know, how come she can get a lot of guys? Is it just because that, but I, I would argue that the spectrum is way, the, but the you said, is way you, you nailed it when you said it's a spectrum mm-hmm. for me. I just, my attracted, my attractiveness barometer. <laughs> when you prioritize fitness more than 90% of the population. So to right, you, right. that's got to factor in that's to what you're attracted to. Fair, fair point. Just like if you were, you know, saving and had a huge bank account and you were a judicious saver and then you met a girl that was just like, F it, I got $0 and I, everything's on credit cards and I don't care. Yep. You know, you'd be like, ugh. It would just you'd yeah. cringe, you know. Yeah, we, we we wouldn't match. Yeah, so it's just like that. It's just another one of the boxes. Well, there's you know? no. It's no secret that my wife is fitter than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just what we. Right, so why is she like you again? I don't know. <laughs> she says she's not fitter than me anymore. <laughs> kind of like hearing it, but I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> I've, right. I've 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 definitely narrowed the gap. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it's all interesting stuff. And, you know, and you know what? No matter how PC everybody wants to be, you can't fight that lizard brain. And no matter how many PC people want to be, you can't fight the lizard brain. And it's just super, super interesting stuff. And I cannot stress this enough. And this is, I'm going to say it slow for the people in Rio Linda. Mm -hmm. It's not fucking personal. No, this that, is not personal. That's the that's why you get in trouble, right? Because the the empaths out there, yep. go, oh, you're being mean. It's like, no, we're no. not talking about her specifically. No, she's just an example of it. Mm-hmm. This goes for generic human everywhere. Right. General pop, 
generic human. So it's or not Gen Pop. We're not trying to be on. yeah. We're not trying to be mean to well, yeah. There's probably lots of people in Gen Pop that are fat and they Maybe. eat gruel all day. Right. Um, but you know, it's we're not we're not trying to attack Lizzo. She's just an example of it, and she's using a huge. She's platform. probably an amazing person. Well, yeah, I don't it has, know her. It has nothing to do with her character. No, and you know, but she's using her platform to basically advocate. So you know, that's that's what makes it. And and people and then that's you when people feel jump like you have in. To respond, right? You know? And that's when people jump in. Well, maybe she has hormone issues, or maybe she was abused and she has trauma. Maybe and God, Just let's like everybody. let's let's yeah. help. Yeah. Let's let's. That's real. Wouldn't you but, love to get? But don't say that. Would you love to get her ear and be like, "Hey, give me six months." Oh yeah. To you know, fo- will you follow what I say for six months? No questions asked. Wouldn't she'd you love say, that? She'd say no. I'm, I'll lose my brand. But no, I mean, if she's dealing with trauma from a childhood thing or or whatever it is, that's real and it needs to be dealt with. But that doesn't mean because you you got to where you are right now because of those real reasons doesn't mean that it's healthy. Exactly. It doesn't give you an excuse to just go your entire life being unhealthy and then shorten your life because of that. I, the best analogy that I just thought of that just popped in my head was a friend of mine who has a another friend and they kind of had a falling out. And the one friend was, um, was a military vet. Mm-hmm. So battle. Like right. people blowing, best friends blown up in front of him. Right, like real traumatic shit. Real, real traumatic shit. And he has severe, severe, severe PTSD. And then the one friend, when they had the falling out, the one friend finally just said, look, I get it. I get it. I, I, I have so much empathy for you. I, I, it kills me that you have to live this way and go through this. But it doesn't give you the right to be an asshole. Right. Yeah. What are you going to try to do to overcome it? To try to you know, work through it? You, you don't get to treat people like shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And and you and, and it buys you some slack. Obviously. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And some under, some empathy, some understanding. Yep. But at the same time, you don't get to move the goalpost of health because you had a traumatic experience that contributed to your current health status. And bottom line is, do you want to live long or not? I mean, and, as a libertarian, she's only doing it to herself. And just because those numbers are good now. Doesn't mean they're going to stay that way. No, and if you make it to the normal human life expectancy, you're the unicorn, right? You know, that's just odds are not in your favor. Like you said, running in traffic blindfold, right? You've gotten away with it so far, but odds are you, your lifespan is going to be shorter than it would have been. So why wouldn't you want to do whatever it takes to change that? Yep, that's the bottom line. The attractiveness and the you know mating and all that stuff—that's almost secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just another reason to want to improve. But really, the number one reason should be so you're around, <laughs> you know. So right. I don't know if she has kids. I don't know if she's got a husband or whatever. But wouldn't you want to be on this earth and live a I'm gonna, life? I'm going to tease this just because it, then it'll be documented, and then I'm going to have to find it. I'll be forced to find it and bring it <laughs> up on next time we rec- we record. But there's a recent study out, and I can't believe this wasn't like like mainstream evening news at supper time. But they a new study suggests, I think it was out of England, suggests that no zero amount of alcohol is safe. Mm. Zero. Not the drink a day will make one you feel One glass better. of red wine. Yep. All that. And cuz they make the claim now that one glass of red wine is actually better than drinking nothing. Yeah, no. And and here's and here's where the study 
was like, my head just exploded, was people who end up dying of cancer or heart disease or um, whatever the chronic illness is, they all end up passing away from that illness. Mm -hmm. Well, what do they do as soon as they find out they're sick? I found it. What do they do as soon as they found out? What do they do? Start drinking. Opposite. Oh. So they've been drinking their whole life. Now they, they have now they have heart disease or cancer. They stop drinking. And then they die. And then at the end, they're like, well, was Josh a drinker? Nope. Gotcha. So it skews the numbers into saying, look at all these healthy people are dying just as many as the people who are drinking. Gotcha. Okay. Is this it here? Uh, Oxford, it must be. Study. No amount of drinking alcohol is safe for brain health. That might be June first, twenty twenty one. That was a long time. I don't know if it was recent enough or yeah. not, but anyways, yeah, Oxford we don't University have to. studies ca- causing a stir in the drinks community for its, its impact. Uh, it's its findings about the impact of drinking on brain health. In short, no amount of drinking alcohol is safe for brain function, according to brain imaging data. Wow. Well, I mean, that's just as damning. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, brain's kind of important. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll delve into that yeah, in future episode. Yeah, uh, we'll be a little more prepared, but I'd like to, to go down that road. It basically says they found alcohol consumption tracked with decreases in brain gray matter as well as white matter. Binge drinking posed additional negative effects on brain structure. That's 100% true. We know that. Right. I mean, I've had my uncle died at 70. Right. You know, well, you could, purely because of that. Right. You know, so it's, I mean, yeah, he's, and my grandma's 96. So, I mean, you know, we have longevity in our family. So, mm-hmm. you know, he definitely died 26 years earlier than he had to. Right. You know, this is super random and my, and my, my meds must be wearing off cause it's getting late in the day, but, <laughs> um, I'm, my new obsession is the uh, Nate Bargatze, the comedian. Oh, is he God, a Southern dude? So, yeah. God yeah, yeah, dang he's it. He's so funny. Is he from like Georgia or something like that? Uh, Tennessee. Oh yeah. 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 He's, God, on, dang he's it. on Netflix, right? Yeah. Got a couple specials. Yeah. There's just a couple of bit, like one bit he's at the airport. And I was trying to tell this to Mel, and she's like, Yeah, it's not funny. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, just hold it. on. So I, we not watched, I say it. So we started watching the Netflix, and she's like, <laughs> She just <laughs> trying to want, hold it in. Yep. She just didn't just to want be to be right. Laugh. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but he does this That's bit hilarious. where he's, he travels a lot, obviously, as a comedian. So yep. he does a lot of airports. That's why they always have airplane jokes. Exactly. <laughs> and he did the a bit about going through the metal detector, and he said, This is an old guy in front of me, and boom. It goes off, and the guy's like, "Do you have anything in your pocket? Do you have any metal on you?" And he goes, "He's an old guy, so we're thinking old people have lots of metal sometimes." Replaced hip or something. Yeah, and he goes, "Why my car keys? Would that do it?" <laughs> and Nate goes, and he looks back at me, and he goes, "Do you think that would do it?" And he goes, "I think that would be the number one answer on Family Feud for what would set off a med- medical or a metal detector." <laughs> and then he's standing at the the checkpoint TSA and. He sees the his driver's license says Nathaniel, and then his ticket says Nathan. He goes, the ticket guy, or the TSA guy goes, uh-oh, this could be a problem. <laughs> oh, God. He goes, well, well, why what? And he goes, well, the names don't match. He goes, but they do. <laughs> but they do. <laughs> and he's like, no, this one says Nathaniel, this one says Nathan. He goes, yeah, but you can see the leap they took to get the. <laughs> <laughs> right. I always wondered, that is a thing, though. 
Right. Like they're freaking strict about that shit. And mm-hmm. like as a Josh Joshua, I gotta freaking watch it and make sure that when I'm entering my ticket info, I put what's on my license or passport. Yeah. Have you what last one and then we'll cut her off. <clears throat> have you seen have you heard the bit when he talks about meeting his wife and his daughter in mm-hmm. Orlando? Well, he's in Detroit. They're at home in Tennessee. They're gonna meet in Orlando. And he says, Laura, what time does your flight leave tomorrow? She goes, noon. He goes, it's 1130 right now. She goes, yeah. He goes, Laura, I'm not even sure you even know what an airport is. <laughs> and she's like, what? It's, we're fine. We're fine. We're going to leave at noon, and our flight doesn't leave till 2. So when I asked you what time your flight leaves, what information exactly did you think I wanted to know? <laughs> right. It just sums up that. You just. <laughs> the classic husband and wife shit. Yep. She, she goes, he goes, so you just thought it would be a good idea to just give me an arbitrary time that means nothing to nobody. <laughs> right. Exactly. He goes, good why shit. can't you just talk like normal people? <laughs> she goes, oh, sorry, I don't talk like you. I just want you to talk like you've been around people before. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. He goes, well, we didn't do much talking in Florida. <laughs> Loves Dewey's, Dewey's stand-up comedy scene. Yeah, go, look, check him out. Let he's, us know where you're appearing he's, next. He's funny as shit. No, I'm just going to steal his stuff. <laughs> right. Back in the day, you could do that before TV. Right. You could just steal jokes and go on stage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Didn't the pesky Eddie Murphy did internet. It. Eddie Murphy did it to Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah, didn't the pesky YouTubers filming every day. Right. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Make sure you send emails to info at fitandfurious.com. Watch on YouTube for maximum visuals. You got to see this pregnant man comparing to Gates and Gregor. I mean, come on. Talk about me. Check us out anywhere audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. 